Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, it's one now. Recorded live. Good evening. This is Elder Marianna Marley, and we have Minister Elder Frederick coming tonight. He is going to be sharing a message that God put on his heart, known as it's part two of true holiness. And we will allow time for questions afterwards or prayer requests or uh, personal testimony, anything that you uh, would like to share with us. We would love to hear from you. And so now we are going uh, to ask our Elder Frederick to open in prayer. Father, you are good. We worship you. Father, we worship you, the only true God. Father, we ask for your anointing this evening on us to bring forth your word in truth and spirit and upon all those that are on to hear what you are saying. And Lord, whatever they hear that differs from their life or their life differs from the word that they, Father, would see with their heart what they need to change and change. Lord, you don't condemn us. You say there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Lord, you don't condemn us. You convict us so that we might change, so that we can repent and come to Jesus and be cleansed, be different, become more holy, more like you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. Now, Lord, we commit this time unto you. Unto you, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Would you like to open with a song? Minister to us with a song. All righty. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, good news, announcing peace, proclaiming news of happiness, our God reigns, our God reigns, our God reigns. 
had no majesty that we should be. Drawn to him, he was despised, and we took no account of him, yet now he reigns with the Most High. Our God reigns, our God reigns, our God reigns, our God reigns, out of the tomb he came with grace and majesty, he is alive, he is alive, God loves us so, see here his hands, his feet, his side, yes we know. Loveth, 
he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Uh, we'll do all that in a minute here. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, here's the best part, that we might be partakers of his holiness. <laughs> wow. He wants us to be partakers of his holiness. These scriptures in Hebrews inform us that the Lord will chasten us. Okay, not that not that he might, he will. Now, why will he chasten us? First off, because we need it. <laughs> Just like when your kid doesn't clean his room, he needs chastening. And not necessarily that we want to, but he needs it. But his chastening is out of love for us. For it is intended to bring us into his holiness. Just like the scripture says, that we might be partakers of his holiness. So we see holiness is a good thing. It is a good Good thing. Now we'll we'll go on here, y'all. Keep that in your mind, though. Holiness is good. Now bear in mind also that our Lord would not call us to something if He was not willing to help us get there, because our God is a good God. Now in Ephesians chapter four, uh, verses twenty-one through thirty-two. Now this is a little lengthy. But that's all right. We're going to read the whole thing because, well, we'll explain it to you at the end. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, which is old English for lifestyle, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness, and, here it is again, true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that is building up, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you 
with all malice. Be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Now, that's a lot. Um, a lot of scripture. This is, in short, a step-by-step guide for everyday practical holy living. This is this is nuts and bolts of holiness. And it probably sounds a lot different than what you would expect, but that's all right. We will elaborate a little bit. It says um verse twenty five, put away lying. Okay? Don't be a liar. Okay, though speak truth. Put away lying. For we are members one another. You know, again, as Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know, this is an easy way to test that. Let him that stole, verse 28, steal no more. Don't steal. If you did stole, repent. If you did stole, <laughs> steal. <laughs> repent and quit. Now, Jesus, again, he's not looking to beat you over the head. Oh, yeah, filthy thief, you're on your way to hell. Well, maybe you were on your way to hell, but quit. Repent and quit. Steal no more. But get a job. Work with your hands. And it gives you a reason that he may give to him that needeth. So if there's somebody that has need, instead of being a thief and taking from others, you have to give to others. Wow, is that good or what? It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Now, of course, immediately you think of, you know, cussing and swearing and doing all kind of, uh, well, you can spit out corrupt communication without uttering a swear word. You do realize that. That I could... uh, I could run down my neighbor or my buddy and just, you know, basically talk and trash. You know, you you can do that. Never out a cuss word, but that's evil communication. Okay? The Lord doesn't want you doing that. Why? Well, first off, he wants us to build one another up. It says that he, you know, <laughs> that which is good to the use of edifying. Edifying means to build up that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Well, if you're talking trash on somebody, you're not at, you're not ministering grace. You're, at, you're ministering death or destruction because you're tearing them down. Right? You're supposed to be ministering grace. And bear in mind, see, our Lord is looking out for us also in this because there is the law of sowing and reaping, which or planting and harvesting, if you want to turn it around. You know, what you sow or plant, all right, if you're talking trash on somebody, in due time, you will reap or harvest destruction into your life. Now, it may not happen right away. In fact, I almost guarantee you it won't happen right away. But it will happen because it's a law. Think about this. It's a law you cannot break. Just like the law of gravity, all right? You step off the 32nd floor, um, 
you haven't broken the law of gravity, <laughs> you're going down. Okay? It's like the law of sowing and reaping. You can It can work against you or it can work for you. Now, the Lord gives us instructions in his word of how these laws can work for our good and bring us blessing. This is his desire. He loves us. We are his children. And he desires to bring blessing into our life. Now, we bring blessing into our life, or rather he is able to send blessing into our life through our actions, our words, our obedience to him. And let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. That means you, you got it in for somebody. You're watching out how you can get him. No, put that away. Put that away again. You know this is you're you're thinking on destruction, and if you're thinking on destruction, you might do some of it. And if you do some of it, it's going to come back to you. The Lord does not want you to be destroyed or harmed. He wants you to be blessed. He loves you. Remember, he loves you. And he has your good in mind. Amen. And verse 32, be ye kind one to another. Kind. Be, be nice. Be nice. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Now you see here, forgiving one another, even as God has He's calling us to be like God. You see that in there. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. His call. Yes, it's a high call. (laughs) It is high indeed but it is attainable because he said he will never leave us or forsake us he is with us to help us and we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go now first peter 115 says as he which hath called you is holy so be ye holy in all manner of Here's that word conversation again in King James, which is Old English for your lifestyle or your manner of living. Be holy. Now, see, he said this in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy, you know, be holy for I, the Lord thy God, am holy. Well, he's still calling for holiness. Matthew 5.48, Jesus puts it just slightly differently. He says, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which in heaven is perfect. Now we have, if we have the Holy Spirit, we have within us the spirit of holiness and perfection. Think about that. That spirit, the same spirit that came upon Jesus when he was baptized in the River Jordan, that same spirit is within us. Therefore, his call to us to be holy and perfect, though it is very high, and it is high, it is fully attainable 
We can do it because he himself lives within us to help us, guide us, and to strengthen us. He wants us to do this. But again, the choice is ours. Just like Adam in the garden, the choice was his. The Lord God said, don't eat from that tree. When you eat of it, you will die. Adam, I don't know what he thought, but he ate. And he died. And we've had death with us ever since. But the choice to follow him or not is still ours. But his, his call is perfection, holiness. It's a call. It's a high call. Now, you say, choice? Yeah, well, you don't have to choose holiness. And if you're looking at it thinking, well, <laughs> holiness? <sighs> or do I have to go hide in a monastery somewhere? No, he doesn't. He doesn't even watch in a monastery because we are the body of Christ. We are, as present tense, we are. He wants us out in the world doing his works, showing people his love, his goodness, showing people his heart, that he is a good God. That's what he wants us doing. That's where he wants us. And that's why he wants us to be holy, not only for our sakes, for his also to show that he is a good, a good God. Now in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3, 5, 6, 7, and 8, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness, humility, that is, of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, one say even the death of the cross. The death, the cross was the lowest degrading form of death that they had at the time. Only criminals and dirtbags basically were hung on a cross. Others had a little more noble death hanging or beheading or something like that. But, But Jesus, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He was. He had a humble mind. He did not exalt himself. We talked. We talked several months ago about humility, true humility, and that humility is in Christ Jesus. And though he was then and still is the Son of the Most High God. Yet he didn't run around bragging on himself and, you know, hey, come down here and lick my boots and worship me. Well, it would have been sandals in his case. But, no, he went about doing good, helping, healing all the oppressed of the devil, 
you know, he, Hebrews says of Jesus that he is the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person. He is exactly like God, the express image of his person. He showed us the Father. It's like when, you know, when uh, Philip was talking to you, he said, show us the Father. Just, you know, just show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. And Jesus looked at me and said, Philip, have you been with me so long and yet you haven't known me? He that has seen me has seen the Father. This is why you know, we press, behold Jesus, look at him. This is not just us, it's the word of God itself admonishes us, encourages us to look at the Lord, to watch him, to watch his words, to to mimic our lives after him because he is like God. Now, James... 4 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Sounds easy enough. Now, a lot of people don't quote that whole thing. They say, Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, if you're not, <laughs> if you're not first submitted, <laughs> to the Lord God, you don't have the power to make him flee. See, to be to be holy, you know, to walk in holiness, we're gonna have to resist the devil. I mean, you know, he's a he's a persistent cuss. And he's really, really good at his job which is tempting and distracting and destroying and just generally causing trouble and havoc. And, you know, Jesus said the devil will not come for but to kill, steal, and destroy. So if you see killing or stealing or destruction in your life or around you, um, you know, who's at work? But anyhow, the only way that we can have the power to resist the devil and see him flee is to be submitted to God. Therefore, the scripture says it in the order that it must be maintained. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. That's the first part. If you are not submitted, you can resist the devil all day long. He will not flee. Because you're not submitted to the Lord, so that power is not imputed to you because you're in disobedience. Okay, disobedience, although it may seem uh, advantageous at the time, sometimes you look at the Lord's commands and you think, that's wacko. That's not going to work. Like, particularly if someone did you wrong and you think, if I forgive him, He's just going to do it again. Or, well, people are going to think I'm a, a wimp. I'm stinking weakling. I forgive him. Well, 
they may think they may think that. Okay. But does the Lord God knows what he's talking about or not? See, the bottom line is do you trust him to do what he says, even if you think this ain't gonna turn out good for me? No. Do you believe him? Do you trust him? Do you think that he will do, that he will bring to pass in your life what he says he will? You know, that's a real that's a real question. It's a valid question. Will he do? Can he do what he says? Okay, he's God. We know he's God. Is he completely God? Will he do for me? What he says he will. Yeah, maybe he'll, if they made me think, well, he'll do it for, you know, Elder Mariana, but look at her, you know, <laughs> for me, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, God is not a respecter Amen. of persons, okay? Meaning that just because somebody has a high office or a high position, well, the Lord will work for them because they are, they have a high position or so, they're so and so, they have a good name, you know. They have prestige. No, 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 no. He says he is not a respecter of persons. What will work for the president of a large corporation or the president of the United States will work for the janitor at the elementary school. And the same on the same token, what is sin for the janitor at the elementary school is also sin for the president of the United States. Okay, he is not a respecter of persons. He's God. He sets the guidelines of how we should live. And he says how we should live, how we should do, how we should behave with each, you know, ourselves and with one another. And when we are obedient, just, you know, obedience is required, has always been. Where would we be had Adam not disobeyed? Think about it. Where would we be? But he did. And men have been disobeying ever since, (laughs) thinking that it will turn out better than it did for Adam or maybe not even aware of how badly it turned out for Adam and that they have been partakers of that destruction ever since. But coming back, the call is to holiness, to being like God, to living perfect, you know, not lying, not stealing, being kind, being tender-hearted toward one another, forgiving one another. Forgiving is so essential. Jesus forgives us. That is our entrance into heaven, is his forgiveness, the price he paid for us on the cross. We couldn't pay it ourselves. It's not possible, because we were sinful. How can you give a perfect sacrifice when you yourself are imperfect? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. He paid the price. He forgave us. Now, he says, forgive one another. Forgive 
This is why this is put in here. Forgiving one another as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Forgiveness must carry on in your life to maintain the forgiveness that you want from him. It must be because Jesus said, If ye forgive not every man his brother from his heart, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. You think, whoa, that's stiff. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But his blessing is even more abundant. He is looking to bless. Again, as I, I said before, he is looking to bless us. He loves us. He loves us. He loves you. He loves you intensely. The intensity of his love, we we don't know. We can't comprehend because of the blindness that's in our hearts. As he unveils things to us, Lord, we see him more and more. We see his desires more clearly. But our reception, the receiving of his blessings, of his love, of his grace, is dependent on our actions on our obedience to his word. <laughs> yeah. Much on that. Okay. Now, we're going to um, we'll just toss you this. We're not going to read it. Matthew 14, verses 25 through 31, um, probably everyone knows uh, the account is, you know, when Peter and all the the rest of the disciples were in the boat on the water and the wind kicked up big time and there were waves and Jesus came out walking on the water and Peter walked out to him and you know that story. But Peter saw the wind boisterous. As he saw the wind boisterous and was afraid and fearing he began to sink. All right, he looked, he lost his concentration on the master. Started to sink. Now, he was walking out to him now. Scripture doesn't say how long the walk it was, but he walked within arm's length of Jesus. And then something distracted him and broke his concentration. And he was looking at Jesus and doing literally the impossible. He was walking on water. That's not physically possible. And if you think it's possible, well, on a really nice, calm day, you try it in your swimming pool. <laughs> it probably won't go well for you. You'll probably get wet. Well, but Peter was doing, he was walking on the water, and then something distracted him, and he looked at something else. He looked away from Jesus. And he began to sing, okay, to maintain, to come into holiness and to maintain it, we must behold the master and not be drawn away by something else. Look at the master. Behold Jesus. He is our life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He knew what he was talking about. But anyhow, you can read that if you want to. Um, If we remain, we must stay focused on God, on the Lord God, to remain submitted to Him. It's it's not possible 
otherwise. If you look around, you might see something that, well, that kind of looks good. That looks like it might make sense. That, and to your carnal mind, it may make more sense than what the Lord commands. But look at Jesus. Look at his word. And even if it doesn't necessarily make sense, his word works. Other word does not. On Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, the list of the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Ooh, that sounds good. The outworking of holiness in us will bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. All these things. Love. You have love. The love of God in your life. You will have joy. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. You will have peace. Peace. Deep peace in your heart that is not attainable with drugs and doesn't go away. You will have long-suffering, which is patience even under fire. Long-suffering. Which, you know, some people can be peaceful and they're doing okay as long as there's no problems. Everything, you know, they're living on Lake Placid. But as soon as something uh, goes wrong, the least little bit, they're off the deep end. Okay, we can have long-suffering as one of the fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness. Goodness. Goodness of God leads through repentance. We'll be good like the Master. We will have faith. It's one of faith is one of the fruits of the Spirit, faith. And faith will bring every promise of God into your life by faith. By faith we got into the kingdom and by faith we will grow and advance. Faith will bring every good thing into your life, every good thing. It says the just shall live by faith. The just are those who are washed, who are born again in Christ Jesus. It says the just shall live by faith. Ooh, that's good. Meekness, which is humility. Be like the master. And temperance, which is self-control. You know, you don't... uh, We don't have time to go into that, but self-control is a good thing. You don't don't drink too much coffee and end up with heartburn. You you, (laughs) You don't overindulge in anything, whether it's, you know, food, whatever. You know, even the the Bible does not speak against drinking. It speaks against being drunk, all right? You You can have, according to Scripture, a glass of wine. You haven't sinned. Now, if you drink a whole bottle of wine and on and on, well, you've got a problem. And he's not in favor of that. But temperance... Is one of the fruit of the Spirit. She openeth, in Proverbs 31 26, she openeth her mouth 
with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. This is a description of one with the abundance of the fruit of the Spirit in their life. A description um, of church that the Lord is coming back for. And the Lord said unto the servant, Luke 14, 23, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Now, as we all know, the Lord will not force us to do anything, even get saved. He won't force you. But, here's the good part. As we go forth, filled with true holiness and possessing the fruit of the Spirit, people will see us and be compelled to come into the kingdom by our witness, the witness of our lives, how we live, how we act. This is the Lord's desire. This is holiness, and this is attainable. Now, in this life, in this body, it's not something weird. It's being like the Lord Jesus himself. And as I said before, as the scriptures say the same, which is where, you know, (laughs) I say what the word says, and there's no vice versa. The word says that his spirit is in us. He lives in us by his spirit. And he is within us to guide us, to strengthen us into this holiness. It is a good thing. It is very desirable. It's desirable in the sight of the Lord, and it should be desirable in our sight as well. Thank you very much, Elder Frederick. You know, the subject that he is teaching and speaking to you on tonight, if somebody says holiness, our natural instinct is like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't want to hear about this, you know. But, you know, something, it is attainable. As, as Elder Frederick said tonight, it's a working in the inner part of us that will manifest itself on the outside. You know, when you love somebody, you want to spend time with him. Let's just take the person that we love, and let's say we say good morning to them when we see them, And then we just kind of go about our day, doing our own planning, doing whatever it is that we desire to do, and and we don't really speak to them. And then maybe around, say, supper time or something, you may say a few words to them. And then you go the whole evening and you don't talk. And, And sadly to say there are relationships and marriages like this, how well do you think this couple is going to get along and get to know each other? And how much more do we do this with our Lord Jesus? We may open the Bible or say good morning to him when we wake up, and that may be the last time we talk to him until, well, maybe sometimes, you know, we'll think about him before we go to bed and, you know, we'll say a few thank yous or hallelujahs. But you see, the thing of it is, is what Elder is, is Frederick is sharing with you is we need to learn to have a relationship. We need to learn intimacy with the Lord. And when we begin to do this and we spend time with him and we allow him to show us how much he loves us, then it's going to become easier. We're going to want to spend more time with him. The more time we read his word and the more time we spend with him and in prayer and intimacy, 
It'll become easier. It won't be like we're trying to achieve this self-righteousness or this attitude of holiness that we just seem to always blow. What the Spirit is putting on my heart tonight, the enemy will come to you and he will bring things up that will upset you or something that perhaps there was uh, an offense and you forgot about it. There is a spirit that will come to you and say, would you remember when such and such said so and so about you? We have all gone through this. And the enemy will try to keep this memory and keep you feeling terrible. Well, the word of God says that as tonight, as it says, if we submit ourselves unto God first, and then you resist that spirit, he will go, he will flee. But the first step is that if we hold any unforgiveness in our heart, any iniquity, the Lord says when you're coming and you're bringing your alms before me, your offerings, if you have any ought against anybody, no matter what the circumstances, you put your alms down. You go and you make amends. Sometimes it may be a phone call. Sometimes it may be a letter. Sometimes they forgave you, but maybe you haven't forgiven yourself. You handle this, and then you bring your offering unto God. And we will begin to see, as a result, the closer that we get to him, we will begin to see the results, and we will see the fruit of the Spirit that Elder spoke to you tonight. And so now we are going to give you the opportunity, if you have any prayer requests, we also would like for those of you in the chat room, if there is anyone there that has never experienced a personal relationship with the Lord, we're asking tonight that all you do is just simply say this prayer. Father, I need your son in the name of Jesus. I am a sinner, and every time I try, I fail. Help me, Lord. Jesus, come into my heart and change my heart. Change my life. And I, I will be saved. I will be born again. And I will be bringing forth the good news to others. This is all you have to do. The Lord left that commission for us to go out, as the word says, on the highways and the byways, and compel them to come in. Let them see something in you that they desire and that they want. So now we're asking if there are any special prayer requests, you can come forth on the voice or, again, we will post this message tonight on our Facebook page. The scriptures also will be posted, and if the recording is working, it shall be recorded. But we also would love for you to contact us with any prayer request that you have or anything that you would like to share with us. Thank you so much. This is the Anointed Way Ministries, Elders Frederick and Mariana Marley. We hope you've enjoyed the teaching tonight on true holiness and know that it is something that we are all working and that we will come forth in the holiness of our Father. And now we turn this over back to Apostle, our precious Apostle Mother Reva Farrell Cheney. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, Apostle is not able to go on at this time, but we have our beautiful, this is just beautiful, we have our uh, Pastor Powell right now. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful (laughs) message. 
beautiful message, Minister Fred. I have to say I truly enjoyed it because everybody has to understand that without holiness, no man shall see God. And I thank God for that tonight because people have to see that he is coming back sooner than what they expect. I told them I was just talking to a co-worker just last Thursday, and I went into work today and just heard that his sister had found him. He had passed away. So it behooves us just to be ready because no man knows the time or the hour that our Savior is going to return. So we have to be ready. We must be ready because he said he's going to come like a thief in the night, and you don't know what, what your night holds for you. So I thank God for that today. And listen, Minister Fred, you just be very much encouraged because you encourage my heart as a young man. You encourage my heart as a pastor. You encourage my heart as a minister um, just to see that you're steadfast in him. And you find it not robbery just to get on the line and talk about his goodness and all that he's done for you and what he can do for somebody else. So I just bless God tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Oh, thank you. Apostle Reva has asked for a prayer request for strength. Um, she could use it. Um, she's asking prayer for that, for strength tonight as you all go into prayer. Um, I myself, I have a personal prayer request, but I'll, I'll keep that. Um, but I just praise God for you, and I want to say to Minister Fred, we we truly appreciate you. We appreciate you and your lovely wife Amen. because, you know, the consistency, you know, I, I vie for consistency in my life, and I, don't, I cannot find it. I don't care what I do. I lack consistency. And I, I admire people who have consistency. Amen. And so I, I want you to know I just praise God for you, you know, as a couple and as you both, and singularly too. Um, that song you sang tonight was so beautiful. I, oh, next time you come, I want to hear that one again. I love, oh, my goodness. It's beautiful. But God bless you both, and please pray for our strength. Yeah. I um, mean, for especially, yeah. especially, especially Apostle. God bless you. Amen. Thank you so much. We are so blessed just to this family is such a blessing to us, and we count it a privilege and honor to be able to ask God for blessings and for your requests and so Father, we come now before you. we lift up our precious apostle and our mother, our mentor, Mother Reva Farrell Cheney, Lord, we ask for strength for her father, Lord. First of all, your word says that the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so, Father, I ask tonight for joy, that you would return Apostle Reva's joy of you, joy in her hope of you, joy in salvation. Lord, joy in the things that are before her that she hasn't even seen or known. Lord, the word says that you've gone to prepare a place for her and that you shall come back again. Lord, that there are great, great blessings and great rewards awaiting her. So, Father, I ask tonight for supernatural strength. I call upon the spirit of might to come and to minister. Lord, we're asking for supernatural strength tonight for her, Father. Lord, strengthen her legs tonight, Father. Strengthen her arms, Father. All those areas that aches and pains tonight, Lord. 
We ask, Father, that in her places of weakness, your word says that when we are weak, you are strong. You are her strength tonight, Father. And so we are claiming, we are claiming your strength for her. And, Father, we lift up this unspoken request, Father, for our precious Tammy. Lord, you said that you know what is in the heart of man. And, Father, we ask that you will grant the petition. You will grant the desire. You will grant that that she has upon her heart, Father. Lord, that you will move above and beyond what she could even begin to think or ask for, Lord. Father, we ask blessings now. We lift up the family, Father. All We say it's our family. It's the family of God, our brothers and sisters in Christ. We lift up their needs tonight, even those unspoken requests, Father. Lord, we ask you to move on behalf of each one of us as we know, even as our precious uh, Pastor Lorenzo said tonight, we know not at what hour that, that, that you will come, that it will be as a thief in the night. But, Father, we don't see it as a thief because we are awaiting, we are looking, we are watching, we are praying. So it's not going to come as a thief. We are going to welcome you when you come. We're going to roll up that welcome mat and we're going to say, hallelujah, come Lord Jesus. And, yeah, Father, yeah. we pray tonight for those that don't know you, Lord, that they will come to know you. And, Lord, most important, that we will please you. We will please you tonight, Lord. We give you thanks, and we give you honor, and we give you praise in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. I'm going to ask something for you. Father, Tammy said she doesn't have consistency in her life. Lord, it's obviously something she desires. Lord, you said you will grant the desires of our hearts. So, Lord, we ask you for Tammy. We hold her up to you. We ask you, Lord, this evening to begin to bring consistency into her life. And that, Lord, as she beholds you, you will bring more and more consistency, and you will bring it faster. And the consistency that begins to come, that you will multiply it and make her steadfast and immovable. Lord, steadfastness in her life, steadfastness in her mind. Lord, steadfastness in her daily routine. And Lord, steadfastness in her emotions. Lord Jesus, we commit her unto you, Lord. We ask, Lord, it is you that works within her to will and to do of your good pleasure. So, Lord, we thank you. For, Lord, we... You said, whatsoever two or more shall agree on touching anything, they will ask, it shall be done for them of my Father who Mm -hmm. is in heaven. There are many on this line agreeing with this prayer. So, Lord, we... We call it done, and Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for being on the spot with prayer. It's a beautiful thing to walk in the word and to walk in prayer because you can just pray on the spot for people in the spirit. I praise God for you. Thank you so much. Well, you're most welcome. Yeah. I turn it back over to you guys to close as you wish. Praise God. 
Father, we just lift up this whole evening to you now, and we thank you, we honor, and we glorify your name. We thank you for giving us the privilege that we can speak your name. We thank you for the liberty and the freedom that we share, Father. And Lord, we pray tonight, for we know that Jesus came to set the captives free. Lord, we lift up those that are being held captive tonight, Father. Those that are bound, Father, by by sins, by addictions. Lord, we cry out to you. And Lord, these are in the church. These are not just the unsaved. These are those that are in the church. And so we pray tonight and we ask a continual move of your spirit to free your children, Father. And we pray, Father, for the prodigals. We decree it. We prophesy. We speak it into the atmosphere that you will work in the hearts of your prodigals to return back, to come back to the flock, Father. And now we ask blessings upon each one that heard this message tonight and that will hear this message in the future, Father, that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who enables us. And we give you thanks and praise tonight in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Love you guys. We, we love, love you, you too. too, and God bless. God bless you so much. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your night, and um, everyone be encouraged. Thank you. Thank you, Tammy. You also. God bless. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.